Have you ever been around people that are just a delight to be around? And I, I mean, you know, they, they just smile. And I think that comes from a soul that's been touched by God, that's been lifted. And you can have a really rotten day at work, and in five or ten minutes, it's all over because this person has ministered to your soul. Friends, that's such an important thing. This is It's Time, the daily teaching ministry from the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho, with Pastor Mike Kessler. Today, Pastor Mike is teaching out of 1 Peter chapter 3, examining what Peter meant in verse 17 by stating that it's good to suffer for doing good when it's God's will. With more, here's Pastor Mike. You were healed, not only of your sins, but friends, I believe that God provided for you healing in your mind and in your body and your thought patterns and the things that have happened to you in your past. Otherwise, we could never do what we're reading about here. Because there's too much of me still in my life to, to revile me, I'll shoot you. This is the way we are. Do unto others before they do unto you. That's our motto. See, but here he's saying no. And we understand that, that he, he's pointing out to us by his stripes we're healed. And so God, just as he healed us in the past, friends, will also heal us in the future. And I know that's a hard thing for some of us to settle in, but we know that God has his purpose and has his plan. And so he says, by whose stripes you were healed. Remember, when you have communion, but as we hold that bread, we remember that I need to be healed. Oh, Mike, I'm feeling fine. I don't have the flu or anything. I had my shot. I'm great. Well, we're not necessarily talking about maybe even a physical ailment, though I believe it can be because we know certainly know that Jesus is the healer of our bodies. But he's also the healer of our minds and our souls. You can have a perfect body and have a very sick soul. Some of that, you might be here like that today. There's nothing wrong with you physically. You breathe, your blood pressure is good. You eat right and eat only organically grown foods. But there can be something sick inside of you. And you may even been to psychologists and psychiatrists and explained your problem and they go with their glasses slid down on the end of their nose going, mm-hmm, here, eat these drugs. Well, that might mask it for a while, but it really doesn't solve that ache in your soul. See, you need to be healed. And you say, well, that's great. What's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. I can't even put my finger on it. Aren't you glad God knows? God knows what you need. When you find, friends, and by the way, a sick soul manifests itself in different ways. Oftentimes, you'll find a sick soul will manifest itself as, in, as restlessness in your soul. Restlessness. And that restlessness, we can't always put our finger on it. And we try to oftentimes, as we lay our head on a pillow at night, logically go through it and try to figure out what is going on. Why am I responding this way? Why do I think this way? And we try to, you might say, pigeonhole each idea in the right slot, thus making the problem go away. But the problem is sometimes we have a problem that there's no hole to put it in. That's why Peter, who, again, as we'll read on here in a little bit, says... Casting all your cares upon him, he cares for you. He knows more about you than you know about you, and he knows those things. That's why we need a savior. That's why we need a comforter. That's why we need a counselor. All those things in Isaiah that say that God, who God is. So he, he tells us here, 
He says, when he reviled, he did not revile in return. He suffered, did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who bore our sins, his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. And by the way, friends, remember that. When you come to the cross of Jesus and you die, your life doesn't end there. It begins there. It's no longer your life, but Christ's life who lives within you. When Jesus died on the cross for you, yes, died for all of us. We died with him. Unfortunately, sometimes people fail to tell people, hey, you died with Christ. But here's the good news. You're alive with him. <laughs> yeah, you, Jesus rose from the dead. That means you rise from the dead too. That means new vision, new purpose in life, new you might say goals for your life rather than the old things of, of, uh, that we used to live for. Now a whole new way of living. For you were once likened to sheep going astray, but now have returned to the shepherd and the overseers of your souls. This word is the word epi- ep- epicurean uh, for overseer. And it means literally the bishop of your soul. Now you say, Mike, what does that mean? Let me explain. Have you ever heard of the term, some of you... Doctors and nurses here. The the term epidermis, that be your skin. That's a covering. And the word epicurion, this word here for bishop, comes from the word epi. And the word epi, again, is where we get the word epidermis, but it means the outer covering. So, the shepherd and the outer covering of your souls. Remember we read in the Bible where we put on Christ... Like you'd put on a garment, he wraps around you, and that's what makes you good. (laughs) Isn't that good to know? You're not good in yourself, I'm not good in myself. But when we put on Christ, we put on his righteousness. He becomes our epi, you might say. He becomes our epicurean, the, the, the bishop, the covering of our souls. That's good news, friends. So likewise, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands. That even if some do not obey the word. Now, I think this is amazing here because it doesn't say, so if you're married to a guy that says he's a Christian or a man who is not a Christian, it doesn't make any difference. Notice that here. Likewise, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands that even if some do not obey the word, whether they're Christian or not a Christian, notice that they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. In other words, ladies, I know that this is a kind of a heavy thing. And you say, well, Mike, you don't understand what kind of an idiot I'm married to. <laughs> I do, I'm a guy. <laughs> oh, we know that. And, and, and we as guys know we don't always bat 100%, do we guys? In fact, if we were in the major leagues, we would be in the peewee league. A lot of us think we'd be... Playing in the World Series. Real, real, reality, peewee league. You know, out there with the fourth graders, third graders. No, I take that back. Third year old and fourth year olds. That's where we would be. We'd always do it right. We get cranky, we get irritated and stuff. But listen, it's saying, ladies, extend to them grace. That by your good conduct, their conscience will be pricked and they will come back around. Just what happened, do you see the picture here? Just what happened with Paul, so it will be with your husbands. So it will be with a cranky, nasty boss. It's by your good conduct. That pricks their soul. And friends, 
Some hearts are really hard. And you know, we're here to serve God. And if that means that if God is after a particular individual, like maybe a cranky boss or a cranky husband, that God may use you to bring that person into the kingdom of heaven. And immediately we think, oh, okay, I'm going to leave a track on the coffee table and that's going to change him. No, it may be his abuse towards you and me And the way we take that abuse shows them what we're made of. They see Christ in us. It convicts their souls like driving needles into their heart. And they go, "Ah, I surrender. And many of you that have come into the kingdom of heaven have come in similar to Paul. It was at the beating of some other Christian or Christians that you witnessed that, that you came into the kingdom of heaven over. And so he says... When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by respect. That word fear is the word for respect here. So when they see the way you behave under those conditions, they see your conduct, that changes them. He's saying here, don't just let your beauty be, uh, literally, don't let your beauty be on the outward adorning of arranging of the hair and wearing of gold or putting on fine apparel. Saying, be careful of being a slave to fashion. Because the problem with that is, is the real beauty of a woman is not what she puts on, it's what's inside of her. You ask any man in this room, would you rather have somebody that is all dressed up or somebody that is nice that you live with every day? I guarantee you, they'll say somebody that's nice. And and see, this is the hard part of oftentimes in a society that's all plastic on the outside. If you look good, you must be good. Well, we know that isn't the case. And so he's saying that let the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible ornament of gentle and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. And ladies, I'll tell you this, it's very precious in the sight of men too. You realize a lot of times, guys, they work in a world that beats them up pretty good. There are around people, if you're a Christian guy and you work with a bunch of worldly guys, I'll tell you something, I did that for almost half my life. And, uh, or more than half my life. And man, you know, it was, I worked in a shop and it was a body shop. And you know, I, I think they call them body shops for several reasons. One, because you smash your hands as much as you do the fenders. And it isn't just a, a, a body hammer. It's a blank, the blank, blank, blank hammer. It's not just a fender. It's a fender. And when you get off of work at night and you go home and, and ladies, I'm just telling you, you open the door. Where are you been? You're like, you just want to close the door and go and just go away. And all the men said, Amen. All right. I got, I knew it would happen. But it's true. It's true. Now, ladies, I'm not saying that you don't go to work as well and have nasty days with cranky customers and all those kinds of people as well. I know that happens too. But you know, one of the things that I think, and this is where I will say, I believe ladies are wired better than men. Now, all you guys can stone me and throw me in the fire uh, on Halloween night. But I think ladies can take it better than guys can. Now, we look big, burly, and strong. Well, at least most do. I don't. But that's all right. But I'm saying that we do. But the thing is, inside, we're like little kids. You you ever watch guys watching a baseball or football game? Talk about fantasy land. (laughs) 
ball in. He dropped the ball. I never dropped the ball. Hey, you're a truck driver. You don't catch my balls. It's amazing to me. And we don't think we're that way. Well, I could do that. No, you can't do that. And the guys that are doing that, you see them out on the field and they're running and the glory and the flash bulbs are going off and everybody's taking their picture and that guy gets tackled and nine guys land on top of him. And he gets up, dusts himself off. Yeah, I could do that as I'm sitting in my chair with my Doritos. Let me tell you something. They don't get out of bed the next day. They lay there like this. I've read a lot of the things that some of these Christian guys, and they said their bodies, by the time they're 50 years old after professional football, they said they're a wreck. They got, they got, you know, I mean, they, they live on, on, on arthritic pain formula because of all the strains and all the, the things that they've gone through. And we oftentimes think that, ladies, you're wired different. It seems like you can take stuff better sometimes. Now, I know this is true because I've seen your kids. I saw this one video on TV where this kid got a hold of some Bosco syrup. Maybe some of you saw it. He had taken the lid off and he was drinking it, walking through the house. And finally... They, 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 she just grabbed him. It was everywhere. They take a video camera. It was everywhere. The kid just went chocolate and finger marks all over in the carpet, everything. She put him in the bathtub. She says, you stay here. She slid the door shut. She went out to start cleaning up. She came back into the bathroom. The kids got his tongue on his mouth, licking the chocolate that's left off and says, I want more. Now see, Ladies, you can tolerate that better than guys. And I think you can take sometimes maybe more abuse. Now, I'm not saying physical abuse, but I'm saying perhaps it's your job and things like that. But when when a guy comes home, guys are kind of thin-skinned. And after putting up with a bunch of knuckleheads all day, the best thing you can be in their eyes is loving and kind. And it's true. There's not a single guy in this room that would, would, would argue with me because there's something that needs to diffuse the, 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 the junk of the world. And in Christ Jesus, yes, we have that, and thank God for that. But every once in a while, just to have somebody smile at you and say, hey, I'm glad you're home. Maybe it's a wise thing if he comes in and he's got a face like this. Not to ask him, how was your day? Maybe you ought to just be sensitive enough to say, hmm, I think you had a rough day. You know, it it makes a lot of difference. Now, now I'm going to get to the guys next week, okay? Now, don't make that an excuse for not showing up. But it says, don't let your beauty just be on the outside. Because the beauty on the outside doesn't minister to a man's soul. That's what's so important. And the problem is, is that guys get beat up out there. They don't take it real well. And, and, and so let, maybe I should say, may you be the refuge that he goes to. Better you than somebody else. Better you than somebody else. So be sensitive in that way. And don't be so concerned on the outside. But again, as it says, that which is hidden on the inside. Have you ever been around people that are just a delight to be around? 
And I, I mean, you know, they, they just smile and, 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 and you just wonder, did you double up on your medication? No, I mean, what, what, what are, what are you doing? How can, you know, well, you know something again. I, I think that comes from a soul that's been touched by God, that's been lifted. And you can have a really rotten day at work and in five or ten minutes it's all over because this person has ministered to your soul. Friends, that's such an important thing. I believe that's exactly what it's saying here. And I don't believe maybe it naturally happens. I believe it happens through the power of the Holy Spirit to heal a heart. And you say, well, Mike, you don't understand. I have tried loving this man. Real thick skull, walnut-sized brain, doesn't compute. Uh, All I can tell you is this. How many Christians died before Saul was converted. How many, how many Christians? That was his gig. That was his thing. Going around killing Christians. Isn't that wonderful? Not. And when, and he was on his way to go kill more Christians. That's what he was doing. He was on his way to Damascus to take more Christians captive so he could do away with them. And that's when the Lord laid him out and said, you've been prodded by the Holy Spirit. God's been after you for a long time. And friends, all I can tell you is this. You don't know, ladies, which kind remark to your husband may be the one that finally pricks his heart. And and he goes, wow, you're the neatest thing that's ever been. You you see, it's over a period of time. This is what he's saying here. It isn't instantaneous. We in an instant society, I want an instant hamburger. I go to, you know, and I, I, I want it with pickles and I want it with double, you know, whatever. And they drive up and they shove it in my window in my car and I drive off. Instant. And I have found, have you noticed how, how being in an instant society creates other issues? They say road rage is at an all-time high. In fact, some of the cities, like somebody told me Phoenix is one of the worst cities for road rage. And you know why? Because we're conditioned instantly to have it our way. I mean, have, have you ever, any red light to me anymore is an eternity. I don't know what it is. I, I, I see that and I, and I realize that we become conditioned to having it our way. And we have a society that makes it all our way. And so we're in a situation at home or in our boss or whatever. And it's uncomfortable. And I want, I pray God and, and it does nothing changes. And I want it now. And he's saying here, it's by your lifestyle. And very possibly, not always, but very possibly, over a period of time, God will bring forth what he wants out of your life to change somebody else's. So he says, Let the hidden person of the heart, the incorruptible ornament of gentle and quiet spirit, notice those two things, gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God, For in this manner, in former times, holy women who trusted God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Notice how they adorned themselves. Not in, you know, curly hair and Gucci, but rather adorned themselves, as it says here, with a gentle and quiet spirit. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, those daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. God's going to be with you to do that and help you. 
And I would just encourage you. Then it says, likewise, you husbands, and we'll pick it up next week. We'll talk about that. I think it's really interesting. We didn't read it, but it says, and likewise, you husbands dwell with them. That's interesting. I don't know whether guys would rather live out on the backside of the wilderness or what. We're going to talk about that next week. But see, uh, God has a plan for your life. And Peter is challenging the reader here to grow up and mature in the Lord. Not only do you love one another, not only do you desire the word after you've embraced Christ, but now through your lifestyle, you begin to preach what you are. And I would just admonish you in Christ, be what you are in Him. This morning, if you're not a Christian, and perhaps you say, well, Mike, I, I don't have the stamina I don't even have the will to do what we read about today. To love one another, to submit to the government, to be a good employee. I would invite you to let the Lord touch your life this morning and heal you. Because God will heal you. It begins in a prayer, and God will show you the rest of your life, His goodness. And so if you've never prayed and accepted the Lord as your Savior, we're going to pray right now. And you can ask the Lord in your life. If you've been away from the Lord... Just as we read today, it says, you know, um, if they're not obeying the word, it doesn't matter whether you call yourself Christian, not a Christian. If you're not in in obedience to God, it's going to cause problems. So we're going to pray and and you can ask God to forgive you and heal you, come in your life and restore you. And the Bible says that he will. So let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus name and I invite you into my life today. I ask you, God, to forgive me as I've not lived like I should have lived. I'm selfish. I'm hard-hearted. I really always put me first. And God, I'm empty inside. And so I ask you now to forgive me. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And now I want to be your child. So make me now the best I can be for you. Write my name in your book of life. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit, please. So I'll have the power to live for you each day. And thank you for eternal life with you. I never have to be scared about dying ever again. So, Lord, I thank you and love you. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That's Pastor Mike Kessler with It's Time. I'd like to take this moment to invite you to get your free copy of It's Time to Grow, the new believers booklet written by Pastor Mike. It's Time to Grow answers many of the questions new believers have in a clear and concise manner, followed by the scripture references for each statement made. It's Time to Grow can be yours simply by dialing 800-357-4226. That's 1-800-357-4226. Or you can order it online for free at csnradio.com. Don't forget, if you'd like a copy of today's program, you can call our toll-free line I mentioned before, and that's 1-800-357-4226. Also, the daily free podcast is available through iTunes by searching for It's Time in the iTunes Store. On behalf of Pastor Mike and all of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening, and tune in next time for It's Time. It's time.